This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Time to talk a little football. And to do that, we do it with one of the best, Steve Berline, former NFL quarterback, CBS Sports, Compass Media Networks. That's where you could find his work. Uh, Steve, I'm going to start off with uh, letting you know I'm a big Notre Dame fan, and I'm a little nervous because Brian Kelly's turning that thing around pretty quickly at LSU. What are your thoughts on Marcus Freeman, the job he's doing? I know it's early, a couple weeks in. What are your thoughts on uh, the direction where that program's heading right now? Well, you know, it's I, I, I understand exactly where you're coming from. Uh, I love Notre Dame, too. I was actually at the game this past weekend uh, against UNLV, and, um, you know, the, the good side of it is that they won. The, the not-so-good side of it is that they didn't look that great. You know, they, they just they, – they, they're, they're missing something right now uh, in terms of just uh, energy and confidence and enthusiasm, that kind of stuff. And I, I love Marcus Freeman. I think he – uh, is going to prove himself. They're going to give him the time I think he needs uh, uh, to get this thing figured out. But uh, it's going to be a learning process for him. And um, I think there there's going to be a few more uh, difficult, tough days for Notre Dame fans to watch throughout the rest of this season. You know, one of them might be this Saturday. They're playing a good Syracuse team and followed up with a, a Clemson team coming off the bye uh, the following week. So uh, these two weeks, uh, I'm very concerned. If we can get through – these two, at least when in one of them, um, you know, I'll feel better about things. Uh, obviously, if they can win both, that'd be uh, uh, amazing. I, I think it's kind of a pipe dream. But uh, I do really like Marcus Freeman. I do think there's going to have to be some changes made to the coaching staff uh, moving forward uh, to shake things up a little bit. And, you know, he's so young. He's 36 years old. It's going to take him a little while to kind of learn and figure out how he wants to place the focus and the emphasis uh, in building his program. But I really do like him, and I, I think it's going to work out, and I really hope it does. Steve, I want to go over to the NFL with you. The Bengals the last couple weeks have started to look like the Bengals again, the team that we saw make it to the Super Bowl. What have you seen from their off- offense specifically the last two weeks, and why has the Burrow and Chase connection started to click and do what we saw them do for so much of last season again? You know, it's there's a lot of different uh, ways you could go with that. I, I don't know exactly what to put my finger on as far as the reasoning behind it, but um, that offense just got too much talent, and that that quarterback Burrow is uh, he's proven himself um, time and time again that he is the real deal. And I think all of us knew that it was just a matter of time before they got that thing clicking. Uh, you know, the key for them is going to be keeping him healthy. 
keeping him clean. And that was the big issue uh, last year uh, was, was just trying to keep, you know, minimize the hits to him. I think the O-line has really uh, played better the last couple of weeks. And I think Burrow is maturing as a, as a quarterback and starting to realize that to be truly successful in the NFL as a quarterback consistently, you can't always try to force it into one guy. Uh, that one guy being Jamar Chase. You know, the, last week it was uh, Tyler Boyd stepped up as well with uh, the big touchdown early, and uh, I think he ended up having eight catches for 155 yards as well. And so you establish a second and third guy in that pass offense. It really makes it tough on a defense to to take away any of them. So it, as Joe matures, uh, he'll continue to start being able to identify the best matchup for each and every situation. Uh, and that spells trouble for whoever they're going up against. You talk about uh, quarterbacks and it being a quarterback-driven league. Uh, don't tell Brian Dable that because he's found a way to have Daniel J- Jones with very, very little help on the receiving side really win games with just a handful of plays. Uh, what do you like about what they're doing, and why can't defenses stop the Giants when they run like three plays? <laughs> well, well. Uh, I, I I don't know if uh, that's an accurate assessment <laughs> they're running, but, but uh, I, I I do know that the transformation that's taken has taken place within that that organization uh, is absolutely phenomenal, and uh, it starts with Daniel Jones. I mean, you could just see his confidence growing. Uh, you know, he, he's stepping out there on the field with a purpose. Each, each series, um, you know, he's got the, the look in his eyes that you look for. Last year it was more kind of a deer-in-the-headlights look. This year it's a, it's a very confident, uh, poised look. They've been down in several different situations late in ball games, and he stepped up and made the plays either with his feet or with his arm uh, to pull the game out. And, you know, as you all know, uh, the, the, every team in the NFL is very talented. They're all very talented. But if you get to the point where you start believing that you're really good and that you can win and that you should win, that's where the line is drawn. The great, the, well, I should just say the, the good football teams all walk out there on the field with the belief that they should win that ball game. Uh, the teams that have doubt are the ones that find a way to lose games like that. The teams that are confident, they go out there believing they're going to find a way to get it done. And each time they do it, they get more and more confident. So uh, that's a dangerous team right now, 7-1, and one, and they're not afraid of anybody right now. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited to, to see what's in front of them. Steve, it's very rare that you see a quarterback improve his accuracy just throughout his career, especially in one summer. We saw it last year kind of with Josh Allen, who is right now on another level. But Jalen Hurts really looks like he improved his vision, his accuracy, and looks really good right now. But do you trust him, you know, moving forward in these big spots in the playoffs because the Eagles look like the team to beat in the NFC? if he does have to throw the ball down the field and make some plays with his arm. What are your thoughts on Jalen Hurts and the Eagles this season? Well, I, I trust him until he gives me a reason not to trust him. And, uh, you know, the, the, he's another guy that uh, he just seems to have have really uh, elevated his overall level of confidence. And I think that comes from preparation, comfort in the system, uh, understanding exactly what uh, the coach uh, calling the plays is looking for uh, being on the same page when the play is called knowing exactly what you're 
you're looking for, what you're expecting out of the defense, and then executing and making the right decisions. You know, uh, there there are a lot of people, myself included, that had a lot of questions about him coming into this year. But his consistency uh, week in and week out, and when he steps up to the podium after the games, uh, you can just sense his confidence growing and growing, and he thinks he's pretty good right now. Now, obviously we know that at some point, you know, at some point this year, uh, the odds say that he's going to go through some adversity and uh, he's going to, you know, kind of be knocked off that pedestal to some extent. Uh, the question is going to be how does he bounce back from those situations that are inevitably going to come throughout the course of the season. But, you know, the, the consistency and also the ability to uh, just step up and make the key plays in the games where maybe he's not playing his absolute best, but making the plays that he has to make to get the game uh, back under control or to win the game, I've been really impressed with that. So uh, I think he's made a big jump this year. Uh, it's hard to do what he's done over the course of six or seven games. Uh, you know, at any point during the, the course of a season, to do that consecutively is hard to do. So I'm starting to be a believer in that kid. Steve, we saw on Monday night uh, Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi both play for the Patriots. It appears that Jones is going to get the start against the Jets this week. Do you think Belichick and New England are playing a dangerous game a little bit, going back and forth between the quarterbacks? Mac's starting to look over his shoulder every time he makes a mistake. Do you think they just kind of need to stick with him the rest of the season and ride it out? Or do you not mind giving Zappi an opportunity if Mac Jones continues to struggle and, and see if he can lead the Patriots into the postseason? You know, I, I really believe uh, this is one of the worst coaching decisions that Bill Belichick has ever made. Wow. Um, I, I, couldn't understand it when, I couldn't understand it when it happened, and I still don't understand it today. And, of course, we're not going to get an explanation uh, out of Bill I know, out of, out of Belichick. So uh, the, the, the bottom line, whether he believes that he screwed that up or or not, uh, I, I think it all points right at him. Uh, he created this situation. Uh, Mac, Mac Jones, uh, if you're going to start him, uh, and he's coming off that injury, if you're going to start him, you got to let him play, and you got to let him play through it. Uh, you don't give him three series, and you have one unfortunate play, and you pull him out. Um because that just creates all this conversation that we're caught up in right now, that everybody's caught up in right now about that situation. Right. Uh, I think he's got to make a statement going forward that Mac Jones is his quarterback, and uh, you know we'll see how this thing plays itself out. But he, he created this mess, and now they're going to have to live with it. Yeah, fascinating stuff. I know you were pretty high on uh, Russell Wilson coming into this season. And it feels like things just haven't quite worked out the way that Denver wants. I can't really tell whether how much you can put on Nathaniel Hackett, how much you put on Russell Wilson's injury, or just maybe on Russell Wilson declining as a player. Uh, what are your thoughts just kind of on, on him this season and whether you think things are going to turn around? I think it squarely goes on Russell Wilson. And you've you got to give Nathaniel Hackett a little bit of the blame, I guess. But, but truly, this is a... This is a really, really uh, disappointing situation, uh, to say the least, at this point. Uh, I really felt like uh, that this was going to be a, a perfect fit for Russell Wilson and for the Broncos. Uh, they've got a lot of talent at the wide receiver position. They had, they had 
uh, a lot of talent at the running back position, too, until Javante Williams went down with that terrible knee injury. Uh, but the, the defense, the overall you know perspective of that football team was on the rise. Uh, if they could get some kind of consistency out of the quarterback. Uh, I believed, like everybody else, when they signed her that massive deal, the extension, uh, that they saw the things they wanted to see uh, after him, you know, showing up there. Uh, but to me, you know, I, I did feel coming into the, the, the la- this season that the past couple of years he had declined a little bit and uh, maybe lost a little bit off of his fastball. But I still thought that this new situation and with his other unique abilities that he would be a very effective quarterback and would not hinder this team. But he has been the, the problem on this football team. Um, he's making bad decisions. He's missing open receivers. Uh, I, I do think that there's been a lot of times where I've seen a clean pocket and him going to an open receiver and the ball just doesn't get there. Um, it's either off target or it doesn't have the zip velocity to get there. And his deep ball hasn't been as effective as it usually has been. So uh, you can't blame that on the mile high air. You can't blame it on anything other than he's just not producing. And, and hopefully for the Broncos this week off, getting getting his uh, hamstring back healthy, uh, maybe get his head right too and come out with some confidence and start making some plays for that team because they need it desperately. Steve, we only got about 90 seconds because we have a hard out, but, um, and I know this is kind of a complicated question, but do you expect Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, I mean, I know they're getting a little bit older, but do you expect both of those guys to figure some things out, especially Rodgers right now? He looks off with the deep ball. Yeah, you know, I do feel I feel better about Aaron Rodgers than I do Tom Brady, and that's, that's weird to say, I know, with Tom Brady, but uh, I just think with all the distractions and all the things going on in Tom Brady's life, it's starting to show and catch up with him, and the fact that he's 45 years old. You know, uh, you, you can't, you cannot forget about that fact that we we all maybe took for granted the last five or six years. But um, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to find a way. He's still got his fastball. He's still got uh, the ability to make all the throws. I think the Packers will find a way to get back in the mix in that division. Uh, I'm not so confident about Brady with his physical ability and with the different things that are going on in his life right now. Uh, it just We might have finally found uh, uh, the beginning of the end uh, for Tom Brady. Steve, thanks so much, man, for uh, giving us a couple minutes Great tonight. Stuff. You know, talk again soon, hopefully. You got it, gang. Take care. Love to. Thanks so much. Yeah. Steve Berline, former NFL quarterback, Notre Dame quarterback, and uh, now works for hey CBS guys, Sports. Man. Yeah, grab, the, grab the oven mitts. Because it got real hot. Oh, I was going to say, the, the, the social clips coming out of that interview between the worst coaching decision ah, of Brady, Z. of Belichick. Marcus Freeman's going to be fine. Aaron Rodgers is going to be fine, though. That's all I needed to hear from my guy, Steve. Rodgers, fine. Marcus <laughs> Freeman, fine. Nice nice man right there. Tristan Marcus did Freeman. a shine. Did you hear that? He's yeah, yeah. Steph Curry. <laughs> see, as Russell Wilson. Oh, man. Oh, you can't blame it on Nathaniel Agat. See? I love you, Adam Shine. It's not bad. <laughs> oh, my roommate. He does sound like, like, <laughs> he, he does do sound right. like ah, Copper, yeah. you're never going to get me, Copper. My roommate, in, uh, in co- my roommate in college would only play with the Warriors on 2K, and he would just shoot threes with Steph Curry, and every time he hit a three, he'd just go, Curry! Hey, and I just, I just, that's all I'm hearing from this guy.